all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> I thought you were going to say welcome. <laughs> okay, when you do that. Tis me again. Do you want to do the... What? The patter, follow us. Oh, yeah, I was about to. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stepping all over here. <laughs> as, as, you, as per usual. Yes. <laughs> so you can follow us at All Bid... Uh, all Bid... All Bad Things Pod... On your favorite social means being Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or Insta, as the kids like to say. Do they? They do. I don't think kids are on Instagram. I think they're on TikTok. Well, there you go. Those kids. <laughs> and uh, if you have suggestions, or if you want to mail in some research, like our topic for today, mm-hmm. please email us at allbidthingspod at gmail.com. <laughs> that is all our... bid things. I do. I don't know why. <laughs> all bid things. All bid things. Maybe I'm thinking I'm Australian today. <laughs> Got your hair pulled. I got my hair pulled. <laughs> um, so yeah, do those things. <laughs> follow us and, and correspond with us. You say, you say it so commandingly. <laughs> follow us. Yes. <sighs> I, I did finish watching uh, the third season of Man in the High Castle. So, oh yeah, how was it? Uh, the show's kind of gone downhill, mm. which is kind of why I'm like, eh, this is probably a reason I kind of stopped watching it. It mm. kind of stopped being interesting, which, mm. oh well. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I had a good two seasons. I can imagine that it must be so hard keeping a uh, a story unfolding if it hasn't been... Because, you know, most shows... They don't know how long they're going to have season-wise, so they have to kind of play out the story by ear over time. Sure. Versus, like, a limited series is usually a lot more taught, a lot more well kind of packaged because they know their time limit. And again, sometimes, like, with with certain shows, like, I get the feeling like, man, this would have been better off as, like, a Mm six-episode miniseries. Mm -hmm. Like, then you wouldn't have to have... Because, I mean... All TV shows will have an episode here or there of like pretty much just filler, right? Just to, you know, you got to keep mm-hmm. something. So, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I apologize to all the Man in the High Castle <laughs> fans out there, but I may or may not get into the fourth season. We'll yeah. see. Oh, was it on? Like, did they release mm-hmm. the fourth season? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. What you drinking? I am having a very delicious Michelob prickly pear and lime. Infusion. Yes. In a bottle this time. In a bottle. They had yeah. no more giant tall boys. Oh, they, they had those too, but I, oh, okay. I just noticed for the first time that they had these in bottles, so I was like, oh, I'll get some of those. Was it a six-pack or yes. did you have to buy? Okay. Yeah. I am drinking a Trophy Husband, Just actually not bad. You know, this is a, a one of, this is like the flagship uh, beer from Trophy Brewing here in Raleigh. No, actually, that's Trophy Wife is the flagship beer. Oh. Okay, yeah, you're right. The way, trophy wife mm-hmm. became came before a trophy husband. I don't know what kind of beer trophy wife is. I don't remember. I think it's an IPA. Oh, maybe that's why I didn't get it. Yeah, this is a, this is a whip beer. It's not bad. Yeah. No, whip beers aren't really my thing. I was getting it because I thought your sister would like it, and I don't know why I had it in my head that that was like one of her beers. I don't think it was. <laughs> so nobody drank it, so now I'm drinking it. There you go. I have a Guinness in there, too. The draft with the little plastic... Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the stopper. Ball, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Do we want to talk about our? Um, do we want to paint ourselves into a corner? I think with we our... do. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. We need to talk uh, cats and kittens. <laughs> Hello, cats it's and kittens. It's been a while since people watched that <laughs> yes. documentary. That was like a year ago, but it feels like it. Well, that's years ago. that's what I was bringing up. Uh, yesterday, being March 11th, yesterday mm. was a has been a full year since we were in lockdown mode. Really? Yep. Because. I was still doing stuff after that, and I don't remember there being an actual locked in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, maybe another part because not the whole country locked down at the same time. No, it, we were about another week after that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because I remember playing a gig on March 14th, and that was the first I really heard about coronavirus as an actual thing. 
being in the United States. Like, I had vaguely heard about it globally. I don't watch the news. I didn't have and any... Pretty much all the leagues shut down on March 12th. Hmm. So all the all the sports leagues have been okay. shut down for exact well shut down a year ago. They all came back mm-hmm. in some in some capacity. Right. So yeah, we are a full year into oh uh coronavirus. Oh, I should probably say I did get my first yes, shot. Yes, yes you did. So uh the the sort of weird in that I had through uh association, like I had volunteered for a an organization that is considered essential, um, and is, frankly, it, it is an essential service. Um, I was still on their volunteer list. I haven't actively volunteered with them in a while, but they put out an email on the list like, hey, we're, you know, essential service. If you want to get in, give us your info. And I responded, but I was like, look, you know, I haven't actively volunteered in a while. I hope to again, but, you know, if I can get on the, I mean, I felt kind of guilty, but I was like, look, if I can get on the list go ahead if not i totally get it i totally understand and they didn't question me one bit they were like sure you're on the list nice so i had a i got an email that i missed it was too like it was too late by the time i saw it um to sign up for the jansen shot the johnson and johnson one shot but there were no more appointments available and then like monday last monday um, I got an email it was like sign up for your first Pfizer shot and I got in like four hours later got got the shot and I'll be going back you know three weeks after that date by the time this comes out it'll be two weeks and it's it was really they did a great job I went to Durham it was to a high school they had the whole cafeteria like just basically filled with chairs and tables, so it, it wasn't, everything was out in the open. It was not a any sort of private thing. But I mean, you're just getting your sleeve rolled up and getting a shot. It's not that big of a deal. They didn't lock you into like a, a little small, like four by four cube cell and play you a video by Bill Gates first. <laughs> so that we would be primed for the microchip. Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> no. And in fact, the... The, I'm sure somebody's put that out on Twitter. <laughs> Probably. Probably multiple people have. The person who gave me my shot, I swear, like, I'm pretty sure they were, like, all the people who were giving shots were healthcare workers, like, picking up shifts, basically. That's what it seemed well, like. Well, the, the other thing with this, um, so apparently we are going to have, not obviously not everybody is going to be vaccinated by May 1st, but we will have enough. The supply. Of enough mm-hmm. supply to vaccinate mm-hmm. everybody by May 1st. So. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Let me tell you now while we're in, in front of <laughs> while everybody. While we're just having a grand March conversation. March 17th uh-huh. in the state of North Carolina, Group 4 opens up, which is people with pre-existing health conditions. Would you like to know who's included in that? Smokers. Okay, good. So smoking is going to get there you. Go. See, <laughs> I knew it was going to pay off. <laughs> so as of St. Patrick's Day, you can. We need to sign you up. Nice. So, or get you on the list. But yeah, the the healthcare worker who helped me was <clears throat> super peppy, considering that they were like <laughs> there and doing all this like. Uh, turn and burn like you know mm-hmm. let's get as many people as we can super conversational super nice the shot hurt no more than any average shot like I was over in a heartbeat um sat around for a little bit just to make sure I didn't have an adverse reaction and that was that I had the only side effect I had was a sore arm it was quite sore immediately after and like for the first 24 hours got a lot better and you know within two or three days just absolutely gone. I did not get a fever or any other symptoms. Um, I have heard the second shot is worse so I'll kind of give myself some time. But again, always remembering that those are not side effects. Those are the effects mm-hmm. because it's your immune system kicking into gear to fight those little what your body thinks is the virus, but is actually just that mRNA. Anyway, um, I did not think I would be kind of the first person in our general family, like our North Carolina family, to get this vaccine because I'm like at the bottom of the barrel in terms of um, priority. But, you know, I figured that each of us vaccinated is less of a risk to everybody else. Yes, it is. So I took it, 
and going back in a couple weeks and a couple weeks after that i should be good to go pretty well protected all right i will still be wearing my mask of course just as uh i should because it is still possible even after being vaccinated to um potentially catch or spread uh coronavirus i will just be a lot more protected in terms of severity so um anyway 200th episode (laughs) (laughs) i just feel it's really important because there's a lot of people who are vaccine hesitant some for some for understandable reasons and i just think it's important to note like hey i got this done i was absolutely eager to get it and it all went well and i will keep you up to date on how the second shot goes so um, but 200th episode, yes. <laughs> we think we may have come up with a topic. We have two ideas. Yeah, it's a couple ideas. Um, mm-hmm. Should we say, or do we just want to say one's a little more lighthearted, maybe? Like historical and interesting and with a lot of opportunity well, for it, comedy? It is. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's the difference between something lighthearted and a tragedy. I have a feeling our audience... Being our audience, that's what they're here for. Maybe they just want the tragedy. They might. We may have to put up a, a poll. Or if I mean, there are still some heavy hitter topics that we've never done. It's true. So if you have any suggestions, mm. please at us. Yes, at us. At us <laughs> uh, on all your favorite social media yes. that I mentioned before. Yes. So Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter. And Even Twitter. though we do prefer them through Gmail. But that's okay, but just to get some no. traffic going. Oh well, yeah, you're right. And to traffic. get some participation because emails are one on one. Yeah, for the two hundredth, I think well, it's okay if they're individual suggestions, um, or if you just want feedback, like yeah, it'd be fun to do something that's lighthearted versus mm-hmm. serious. Um, and we are also thinking of doing it live. Yes, we're gonna. So see let us if know. Can... Let us know how you feel about that. Yeah, if you would like, if you'd like to see. Let's do this live. What it looks like when we're doing this. It's so glamorous. <laughs> we're going to have to do it in my office. We can't do it here. This computer is not going to record uh, us. I guess. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> but then how are we... We're going to have to ask your sister for a ride to and from the office. That's true. Can't drink otherwise. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, give us some feedback. What do you want to see or hear for the... See, what do you want to see and or hear? See and or hear. Yes. Hear and or see. Uh, All right. Tax season Raquel is a little at bay tonight. Very good. Because I I was flipping out because today is the day that uh, Biden signed into law the ARP. (laughs) The ARP. American Rescue Mm -hmm. Plan. Um, And while I do think that like the economic impact payments, quote, stimulus payments are good. I think it's absolute bullshit. They're tied to the tax code. Should just be cash payments, period. End of story. Why the fuck are you fucking with the tax code, you motherfuckers? But anyway, it was really only one thing that impacts 2020, but it does mean I'm going to need to amend some clients' returns because that's what happens when Congress changes the tax code in the middle of season. In the middle of tax season. Thanks. So... But I am, I am not, I have not cried today. That is a good sign. I actually haven't cried in about a week. That's, That's good. That's a really good sign. Making yeah. progress, eh? Yes. I feel like I am on the other side a little bit good. of tax season. Very good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> Man. So I, I treated myself to, to unwind. I treated myself mm. to a little uh, Barnes & Noble retail therapy. Yes bought the first virgin, more books yes the first virgin river novel because i like frippery um a variety puzzle book because <clears throat> i enjoy sometimes logic puzzles that aren't as difficult as the penny press and uh bio- <laughs> biography <Sorry>. of jimmy carter because <laughs> i wanted to learn more about jimmy carter would you like to hear a factoid about jimmy carter sure do you know when he and Rosalind carter met uh in the 1940s I don't know what decade, <laughs> okay. but it was uh, whenever they were born, I think the 20s. Basically, Jimmy Carter's mom was who delivered Rosalind Carter from oh, okay. when she was born. That's interesting. And uh, when Rosalind was an infant, his mom brought him over as a three-year-old to meet Rosalind. So they met literally in her infancy. 
So they've known each other for like almost 100 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, cheers to Jimmy James Carter. Cheers to James B. Carter. I don't know his middle name yet. <laughs> I've, I've only been on the preface. <laughs> and All right. Speaking of cheers, cheers. Uh, we'll also have a cheers for Pash mm-hmm. uh, for giving us this research. That Again, anytime you are thinking yes, of something indeed. and you want to do research, mm-hmm. you know where to send it. You know how to get it to us. Oh, and by the way, if, you've, if, if you have uh, submitted research at some point in the past, you haven't heard it, and you're kind of wondering where it is, please email us just to make sure. Um, if you send it like via Messenger or a Google link at some point in the past, it is so possible that I lost it in the shuffle. Um, I've tried to keep track of everything in email because um, it's easily Googleable and everything, or you know, not Googleable, searchable. But uh, if if you're concerned or anything, or just like, hey guys, are you like just just not just just email us. It it's helpful. So yeah. Yeah, just give us a push. Yeah. Poke us. Remember <laughs> poke the early on, days of yes, Facebook? Yes, on Facebook. My God. <laughs> just give us a poke. So thank you very much to uh, Posh. Mm-hmm. Posh? Posh? I think it's Posh. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this topic is the Great Afri- African Panzuotic, which is, we've never done one of these. No. Am I? So I've only glanced at this because mm-hmm. I did get this research. It's not like a, a shock topic or anything to me. Um, a shock shot pick <laughs> uh but it sounds like a pandemic but for animals that's exactly what it is oh, okay. we will we will get into that obviously okay. so major trigger warning for animal death oh no also colonialism and racism yay jesus so it's like all the worst things <laughs> colonialism racism and animal death this is not good <laughs> <laughs> or like earth yeah. <laughs> otherwise known as earth yeah so wtf or what the fuck? <laughs> is, is that a, what that means? <laughs> is a panzootic. Good question. A pandemic, but for animals. Is that really what it's? That's that's what, that's yeah. what they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Pasha's biggest sources on this uh, episode are um, this podcast will kill you podcast. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode fifty-two, which is <laughs> moo cows, moo problems. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Their research is awesome, but their sources are largely behind paywalls, so I can't access them oh, myself. That's tough, yeah. Myself being Pash. Mm-hmm. Also, Wikipedia, The Washington Post, and uh, NDA, uh, vetweb.history. Maybe it, vet- it came in with the link, so. Gotcha. Probably because it's uh, an animal-related thing. Mm-hmm. So. so can imagine. I- oh, Sorry, what? Go. Yes, you can. So, do you say veterinarian or veterinarian? Veterinarian. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. It's veterinarian. But a lot of people say veterinarian, right? Yeah, you're missing the E. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and it's okay. It's not a big deal. But it always makes me think of, I'm pretty sure it was an old HBO commercial. Mm-hmm. Where it was showing this guy, like, uh, meeting, I think this was the premise, meeting different people at a party. And so it was, like, from his point of view. So you just see, like, these direct-to-camera shots of different people talking to him in various comedic whatever situations. And there's one woman who was clearly playing the, quote, blonde dits or whatever, because this was the 90s. And she went, and I don't eat meat, because I'm a veterinarian. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Proceed. Uh, So, imagine. If you will. You're a producer for HBO, and you're like, we need a commercial. <laughs> anyway, imagine. Say you're a small farmer, and you have ten cows. One gets sick. You only have one barn, so you can't really separate the sick animal. It's too late, anyway, because of the other nine cows already have it. Mm-hmm. And the herd of wildebeest that wandered by the other day are sick now, too. One by one, the cows your family's income relies on die. If you are lucky, the illness only kills eight or nine of them. Now you're starving. You can't go hunting because the entire herd of wildebeest is also dead. All your neighbors are in the same boat. You could try to forage for food, or you could go work in an asshole white guy's mines for a pittance. <laughs> Either way, you and your family barely survive. Is Pashkin, I imagine, going to get into like yes. what era this is? Uh, right now. Okay. When, and this is from 1887-ish to 1898-ish, oh. so for about 12, uh, 11 years. Wow, so I don't know why I thought this was... What am I thinking of? 
What did we cover that was like super ancient? The the We've covered a really ancient volcano. And the uh the when the Sahara the Green Sahara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I must have just like conflated this with that. I thought this was like an ancient, ancient one, but no, mm-hmm. no, ni- late nineteenth century, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is okay. barely uh, hundred and twenty years ago. Wow. Wow. And and the subs well, so the subsistence for anyone whose primary income is farming or subsistence is farming. Mm-hmm. And then just all of a sudden, and you got to think of all, and you got to think of all the people that are depending on the farming yes. too, mm-hmm. and their product. Because yeah. this is at a time we're talking the late eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. This is at a time. Uh, it's agrarian just before the. Well, I mean, we revolution. are we are in Africa. So I'm gonna guess the industrial revolution is also underway in Africa, which is why because there's a lot of cheap labor over there still to this day. So you don't you probably don't have as many people farming as you normally would have. So like maybe a hundred years prior mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that's that. all anybody did. But this is probably near the end of agrarian yes. life being the primary. It's the beginning of the end. Yeah, for sure. Because by the time, anyway. yes, because mm-hmm. by the time the 20th, 20th century takes hold, well, minus a couple wars here and there that just <laughs> destroyed parts of the earth, right? Um, the industrial revolution will be fully underway mm-hmm. uh, early on in the twentieth century, mm-hmm. pretty much globally, mm-hmm. I believe. So, yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm, you know. However shitty life is right now, I'm still glad I wasn't born after yeah. 20 years. It'll ago. never be as bad as Africa no. from 1887 to 1898. Well, anywhere from 1887 <laughs> to 18. There was no internet. Uh, there kind of was. There was the telegraph. N- that's not. That was the internet of the day. It is not the yes, internet. It, it is not. It, influ- it literally it influenced. Telegraph. It literally it is- influenced the internet. Oh my god! It is not the internet. There was no TikTok on Telegraph. To those people, there's there, no Telegraph. To those people there were when they got baseball scores <laughs> that was their tiktok it was they were like this is amazing <laughs> like i knew five hours after it ended what the score of the game was on the same day that. yeah <laughs> that was exciting in 1898 i'm pretty oh, sure God. Oh. so where this happened was basically all of africa particularly wow. the southern half of the continent okay. the impact is incalculable yeah the entire continent is still basically recovering both the people and the ecosystem. Wow. So Rinderpest, which is the virus responsible, is German for cattle plague. So well, right on very, the nose. Very straightforward. Rinderpest. If measles and smallpox had a baby that affected cows and buffalo and giraffes and wildebeest, oh my God. it would be Rinderpest. It may have been one of the plagues of Egypt, although that could have been anthrax or just divine vengeance. <laughs> Yeah, depending on how you look at it, right? Virus, uh, viruses in the same genus as measles and canine distemper, uh, various different strains are more or less deadly uh, infectious to various species. It spreads via close contact with sick animals. Uh, in parentheses, they think it's spread by contact with body fluids and respiratory droplets as well, just like oh, COVID. Oh, okay. And can, uh, can infect uh, most even-toed ungulates, cows, okay. yaks, gazelles, pigs, warthogs, Warthogs. Warthogs. A warthog would be awesome. <laughs> warthog. It'd be like a hawk with those big, those big yes. horns yeah. coming out. With giant wings. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? I don't. It's from Lion King. We watched it together. Oh, yeah. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. I guess that movie might have meant more to me if the first time I'd seen it, I was eight. It would have. But, <laughs> but seeing as I was like already in my forties, I was just like, no, nah, yeah, I saw it. You weren't in. Oh yeah, that's right, because you didn't see it when you were. No, up. Yeah. I did not. Uh, so it also affects goats, rhinos, and giraffes. So fucking everything in, in Africa, especially. There's plenty like, of all of those. If it was over here in in the U.S., like. Oh, it affects giraffes. Well, been, just don't get to the zoo. Over here in America, it would have, been, it would have just been the warthogs. The warthogs. <laughs> so what does it do to people's poor cows? Oh, no. Oh, this is going to be where it gets yeah. awful. Oh, poor cows. It infects... I'm a vegan, by the way. I don't know if you. I mentioned that. I don't, I don't think anybody knew that. <laughs> Coming up on my 11th anniversary, <laughs> by the way. So it affects uh, epithelial cells... 
the cells in your mouth, the respiratory tract, the digestive tract, and everything in the lymphatic system, tonsils, spleen, lymph nodes, uh, intestine. The lymphatic system is the immune system's base of operations. Mm -hmm. The bone marrow is like the training camps and recruitment centers. The lymphatic system is the army bases and the Pentagon. That, I've never heard it explained like that. that. That's makes, super helpful. Yeah, it is. It's like, explain it to me like I'm five. Yes. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Pash. Yes. So a disease that attacks the lymphatic system is real bad. Yeah, that's cancer can affect the lymphatic system. Oh, yeah. Lymphoma. Lymph nodes and yeah, all mm-hmm. the, uh, just yeah, no thanks. Mm. So four or five stages of disease, which textbooks don't agree. Mm. Uh, one, incubation. The time between getting infected and showing assist- symptoms. Between three to nine days, depending on the strain. Prodrome. Lasts mm. about three days. The nonspecific systems, like, symptoms, like sudden high fever... Mm. Restlessness, not wanting to eat, milk dries up, fast shallow breathing, and then congestion. Their mouth, nose, and eyes start running and dripping. So stage three three and four, uh, mucosal phase into the diarrheal phase. Oh, no, 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 no. These two phases get smushed together in some textbooks because they happen at almost the same time. Two to five days after the fever starts. Starts with tiny spots of dead tissue in the epithelial cells which looks like little gray or white spots in the mouth. Mm. Then they spread. It also happens in the rest of the digestive tract, too, which leads to the diarrheal phase. Four or five days from the start of the fever, one to three days after the first spots appear. Mm. It's exactly what it sounds like. Lots and lots of runny poop just dripping and gushing out of your poor cow. It starts grayish-greenish, and then it's full or blood... Then it's full of blood and mucus, and the virus as well. I think this is the most we've talked about poop. Probably is. (laughs) Because the virus has killed a lot of the intestinal lining, and it's coming out in the poo. Mm. The dehydration from this diarrhea is often what kills the animal. As if that's not enough, there's also sometimes a rash like measles on areas like the udder, the groin, and the armpits. This sounds so painful for poor cows, and there's nothing you can do about it. No. also causes co- coughing and difficulty breathing, and the eyes and nose are still running as well mm. during this phase. So now we have the fifth phase, which is the convalescent phase. Mm. Or death. Depends on the strain. Oh. Mostly death in this case. Mortality rates are often over 90%. That's not good. So if you had 100 cows, at least 90 would die of this. Wow. And then there are secondary infections that might come in after, like pneumonia or something yeah. else. Ugh. So, where did this nightmare strain come from? Yeah, that's a good question. Prehistoric Asia, most likely. Scientists think this is what measles evolved from after humanity started uh, domesticating cattle. So, Uh, it's just something that's that's been around for... I mean, uh, uh, panzootics still happen today. Well, uh, Mad Cow Mm -hmm. is one that we've gotten lots of requests for we need to do at some point. Um, I'm, there have been multiple, uh, Matt, quote unquote, mad cow, uh, epidemics, but, um, obviously in that, what was it? The nineties or the two thousands? I want to say that was the nineties. There was a famous one. Yeah. Um, like the mid nineties, I think. Yeah. But animals, we're animals. So yes, we, we get are. pandemics as we transmit we diseases to each other. One. Um, yeah. So, so all, animals of all species, what I find really interesting are panzootic, uh, wait, no. That's literally what you just said. It is. Zoonotic diseases, mm-hmm. which are ones that can be passed from humans Human to... or, or animals to humans, mm-hmm. which is what they, well, at least in the early days, I haven't heard anything recently, what they thought like COVID originated as also HIV came from primates. Mm-hmm. So it's, I find that really interesting. It doesn't sound like this is zoonotic though. It's just. This is just, yes. Obviously affecting the humans negatively economically. As a source of revenue and food. Yes. Yeah. For sustenance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the great African panzootic. So, now we are on to the topic at hand. Okay. So, the great African panzootic. So, before this panzootic, render pests in Africa had been mostly limited to the Nile River Valley, which is Egypt and the Sudan. Most populations of livestock and wildlife had never experienced it before, so they had absolutely zero mm-hmm. immunity to it. Which yeah. that's a that's always going to be a problem as mm-hmm. well. No, 
literal herd immunity <laughs> or or just previous like we talked about that in the 1918 flu pandemic mm-hmm. um wait what did we talk about yeah that how some pe- older people didn't mm-hmm. get hit with it as bad because they had they had already been through it yes yes uh like some 50 years ago or mm-hmm. something or prior to that yeah yeah, so it hit younger people harder because of that. Yeah. yeah, if you were elderly in the 1920s, you'd been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you made it you that know, far. If you think about it. If you're elderly now, you've been through a you lot. You have, I mean, but think about it. You've been through a lot better than you did. Y- yes, yeah. every successive generation, right? But yeah. 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 Oh man, mm. I did a a tax return for um a couple who are 83 and 87 i think they're my oldest clients okay um we had to do it by uh you know my clients i have them upload their documents that uh, you had didn't... to do it by telegraph no we had to do it by mail <laughs> 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 it was like doing my grandma's taxes but that that's cool you know like it it, it worked out and i just uh mailed them back their returns today but um but it's true it's like if you're 87 years old I think they were born in like 1933. Like you've lived, you've lived through, you've seen a lot. You lived through one world war. Yeah, at this point, nobody's alive who's from World War One. No, right? no human person. Well, I, what I don't about think like all. like infants? I, uh, maybe them. Because you'd be like it. over a hundred, but still, there yeah. are people over a hundred. So maybe infants. But nobody who fought in it is still alive. No, 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 not at they all. They have all long mm-hmm. since passed. Well, and even someone born in 1933 was a kid during yeah. it. So. Well, I mean, a lot of World War Two vets are. I mean, we're losing those thousands by the day, I'm oh, yeah. sure. Well, um, and Vietnam Viet- vets are starting to become. That's they're the, the new ones in World their two vets, right? Mm-hmm, they're the ones in their 70s and 80s now. Because, like in the 90s, there was that whole Greatest Generation mm-hmm. thing, and now, like the Vietnam vets are the age that the Greatest Generation was back. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, time, time, time is a construct, but it kills us all. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1887, 1888. Uh, in 1889, infected cattle uh, were imported from India to Eritrea by an Italian military. Eritrea, I think. Eritrea is that how you said it? Okay. So. By an Italian military campaign trying to take control of Somalia and other places. Oh no! This is where the colonialism comes in. So geography corner. Uh, is Eritrea is that Eritrea? Eritrea. I think. Eritrea. Can I see how? Yes. Mm-hmm. How it is. Eritrea. Where can you find that? Right e- there. Eritrea. Yeah. Eritrea. I've never heard of it. I, so. I was, have heard of it. This was a country? Uh, is sorry, a country? guys, we didn't look it up because <laughs> this is Pasha's research and <laughs> yes, we were terrible not... about not pre-reading. Um, Eritrea, I think. I think. Okay. I know Somalia is still around. So Eritrea. I think Eritrea is still too. And Somalia, are, it says, are both on the east coast of Africa or right mm-hmm. under the Middle East. Okay. Yep, yep. From there, northeast, I believe. Okay. From there, render press spread south and west farther than the Italians ever made it. Mm-hmm. It crossed the Z- uh, Zambezi River by March of 1896 and the Limpopo River by that April. Despite major efforts to stop the spread, it arrived in South Africa by April of 1897. Hmm. People tried killing infected cattle, building fences, oh, yeah. travel bans, and other measures, but the best governments... Uh, travel bans, that sounds familiar. Yeah, right? But the best governments could do was slow the spread. Yeah. Nothing held it back for, uh, for long. Ooh, the, the idea, I don't... I get it. I totally get it. But I really hate the idea of the whole um, trying to kill infected. I get it's, it. Like yeah. I said, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's just really tough. Mm-hmm. So on March 24th, 1897, an outbreak occurred unexpectedly in the Herschel district, uh, south of the line of patrolled fences. After an investigation of the possible source of the infection, the following information was obtained. The leader of a span of oxen traveling on a main road near uh, Alawal North, south of the line, picked up a sack containing, amongst other things, dried meat and a pair of bloodstained trousers. He put on the trousers, and a few days afterwards, the leading oxen showed symptoms of the rinderpest. But before a diagnosis was made, the infection had already spread to the other cattle that had been in contact with the infected span of oxen. And this is like early days of germ theory, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Oh, yeah. They still didn't quite get what viruses were. 
This was like I the think, days of bloodletting still. I think that is still kind of going on, yeah. but I, but I think I think by this point, then again, you have to you have to remember this is also uh, Africa too. So. It's still a developing area, but yeah. but like even we're talking dark ages of medicine still. Like, compared to now. Yes, compared yeah. to now, but still just, like, it took a long time for medicine to become what it is. Um, I mean, and then it developed pretty quickly, but... Mm-hmm. Mm. So there was also a lot of uh, drought going on at the same time, mm-hmm. and locusts, extreme famine, and smallpox, oh, because geez. why not? God, so just like a big pile of stuff. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. So this was a time and place where a lot of farming and transportation depended on cattle. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just a loss of food stock that devastated people. Yeah. Cattle were also currency, like like we'd stated early. Sure. Uh, they were marriage, uh, da- marriage they were marriage dowries, and people paid fines and livestock. Mm. People even used cow dung as a building material and a fuel source. Okay. Cows were a little important. Yeah, a little. White Europeans were also taking control of a lot of the natural resources, yeah. like forests at this time, which really limited Native Africans' options. Yeah. Uh, so Rinderpest, uh, this is from Wikipedia, Rinderpest, uh, quote, killed more than 5.2 million cattle south oh of the Zambezi, God. as well as uh, domestic oxen, sheep, and goats, and wild populations of buffalo, giraffe, and wildebeest. This led to the starvation, resulting in the death of an estimated one-third of the human population of Ethiopia and two-thirds of the Maasai people of Tanzania. Oh, my God. That's like, that's a, um, I was going to say genocide, but that's not, that's not the, that's that's the wrong word. Yeah. Um, a massacre, like a, a natural massacre. Well, it's, it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic, but the, that's the, the wild thing is it's, because right now we're so focused on a pandemic that literally affects humans, mm-hmm. and that's how it kills humans. This is something that affects food, but the, and that affects humans. But they all... And currency and everything else. But they all, and we certainly know this today, they all affect economics. Yes. In a huge way. So all these people are dead <sighs> yes. because they, the didn't have, they didn't have food. And if they did have food, they didn't have any money to get any new food. So... Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. You, you know what's there, there, so... There is, a, there, there is a balance on Earth, believe it or not. Well, you know what's so wild to me? And this is a complete, like, first world privileged position to say. That the idea of starving to death... Oh, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible, yeah. yes. Your body literally eats itself. And it's also very weird. Mm-hmm. To think about because of the position that we're in, right? We are clearly middle class white Americans. Like, we have no problem with food security. So, we've never even come close to this being a reality. So, when that's your reality is of always having food when you need it. Always having too much food when you need it, right? That the idea... Plus, we, we, live, in a, we live in an area where there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's money in this area yes but you know just the idea of struggling to a point plus it also takes a little while to die of starvation yes it does it takes you like know? up to can take up to i believe like three weeks yeah two, two to three like weeks that. you can live longer without food than mm-hmm. water they say but um it's mind-boggling but and that that shows that shows my privilege and i totally get that um but it's also absolutely infuriating to think that people and still die of starvation Mm -hmm. like just how is this a thing that's the the john oliver how is this still a thing how is starvation still a thing in the 21st century like see i uh, i enjoy showing my privilege by getting a one pound bag of beef jerky in the mail (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez which i which i did today an, an item that they had not had on amazon for quite a long oh, time did you order from amazon i did oh i meant to tell you this is amazon strike week oh okay We're supposed to be striking against i'll amazon. do that next week okay well i didn't know um so it's impossible to know how many people starved to death yeah. all over Africa because population records from that time well, that too, especially yeah. of indigenous people oh, yeah. aren't exactly complete 
So it could have been way worse. I mean, who knows? We literally don't. Still to this day, don't know. It's just a big question. Mark. Could have. Yeah. It could have been ninety uh, percent for all we know. Yeah. Um, it's thought. Uh, it's thought that about eighty percent of the wildlife in Africa. Yes, all of Africa. All the entire of the of this huge continent of Africa that got this particular strain of renderpest died during this panzootic. So that's, so that's overall eighty percent devastating. Jeez. And Africa isn't exactly a small continent. No. no. It's a pretty fucking big See, place. Have you ever seen those um, perspective maps? Mm-hmm. That yeah. Sh- yeah. No. It's huge. The United States fits into like the. Like the northeast. Um, the, yeah. Basically, yeah. The, the little northern bit. No, it's huge. Oh my God. That's. Uh, also, in the 1800s, what were they doing about. That's a lot of dead animal bodies. I'm dead. guessing they were just burning them. Probably. Yeah, I guess. Dead and infected. Yeah. So. Well, the infected part, that's why they would have been burning them. Mm. And yeah, were... I guess on, and like on farms and mm-hmm. stuff. Ugh. Yeah, this is just, this is fucking terrible. Well, Pash said, like, this is bad. Like, really, really yeah. bad. And they were not kidding. So, better late than never, Robert Koch, um, a famous 19th century medical science dude. Okay, how is that spelled, Coke? It is spelled like the Coke brothers. But it's not that K-O-C-H. Coke. I, it could well, be their grandfather. Yeah. Who knows? And other veterinarians figured out how to immunize cattle by February 1897. So, so 10 this... years into this, they figure out, wow. okay, we can... You know, that's, that's not that's bad not bad. the 1800s. No. I mean, considering we came up with a, a the mRNA vaccine in like 10 months, that's... I get it's different, but this is a, over 100 years later, so... Hmm. So the bile of an infected ox wouldn't transmit the disease most of the time. Hmm. But could a serum made from it inoculate healthy cattle most of the time? Hmm. The panzootic largely burned itself out by the end of 1898. So hmm. they figured out, like, hey, this... If we make a... You know, it's kind of like the, uh, the antivenom from a snake. Like, if we just get the venom from this, you know. Wait, is that what they, is that what they said? <clears throat> no, and that was a bad analogy now that I think of it. So, <laughs> so, so well, never mind that. a rudimentary that. vaccine. Yes. That helped curb it. So they're like, the bile of this uh, ox most of the time does not transmit the disease. Okay. So if we can. That helps boost the immunity? Yes. Okay. So if we can get it into these, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're still going to lose some cattle. But we'll lose way more if we don't try this. You know, eventually, that's the that's the horrible thing about any mass casualty event of any type, is that you eventually get into strict just, numbers. Can we hand like just curb it somewhat? Mm-hmm. Like um, I remember when they were coming up with the vaccines for COVID, they were like, "Hey, if we get something that's fifty percent effective, that's a win," and they ended up with something a lot better than that. But like, it, it, you're literally just talking. How many lives can we save? Mm-hmm. And if we save a handful, okay, that's a handful. That's good. Let's keep going, yeah. you know. Well, I, I mean, to, to bring it back to uh, the History Channel and World War II documentaries, which I've seen many, <laughs> um, a lot of cities and towns that were fought over, those were executive decisions made like, well, these two cities are yeah. under attack. Which one's more valuable to us? It's, that's, that's where we'll send people. And the mm. other people there, they're just they're on their own. Well, and when those decisions are made out of, like, capitalism, that's that's a fucking whole other story. But, like, literally just harm reduction <clears throat> is, is mm-hmm. what it really comes down to. So now we are on to the aftermath. Mm. So before the panzootic, European colonists complained that there was a shortage of laborers for mines and that sort oh, of thing. Geez. During and after, though, there were a lot of people looking for work after their livelihoods oh, were entirely no. destroyed. So naturally, the mine owners reduced wages and increased working hours. Oh, no. Because, because they could. Because capitalism. Colonial, in parentheses, white yeah. governments, yes, Yes. used the panzootic as an excuse to tighten their control over native populations, spreading misinformation that <laughs> Rinderpest was spread by the native population and their herds, for instance. But but we've moved on you since You know, then. we have gotten we so don't, far. Uh, we don't blame... <laughs> Indigenous, China. we don't blame indigenous or in, other ethnicities. Or in the case of the, our current situation, uh, the population of a billion people, we, we don't we don't do that no. anymore. 
David. Like, this was the last time that that David, happened. David, we're so much more civilized. We have moved yes. beyond racism, don't you? We don't see color. Oh, my God. How does this shit... We because never fucking be, learn. We because, never fucking learn. No, no, no. Most most people learn. But there's a there's most a good some. <laughs> there's a good there's always going to be a good chunk of mm. 10, 15, 20% of no matter where your population it's there's always going to be that subset that you can get to believe fucking anything. Oh, but again, this has never happened since then this yeah is, this we're, is the we're last over time. that we're, yeah, we're over that completely over that the worst part of this podcast sometimes is seeing how far we have not come exactly <laughs> that we're still dealing with the same oh fucking problems God. it's like even our, over a hundred years later if if we if i believed in karma i would think that like just life all life is this karma playing out again and again mm-hmm. it's like uh the other day when i went to the convenience store i noticed that the guy charged me like four dollars more for the for the beer than i had okay but I let it slide because when I went through a uh, kleptomaniac phase. <laughs> when you were a I, child, please. When I, yes, not okay. as an adult, yes. When I was like in my uh, uh-huh. uh, early teens. Mm-hmm. You figured it was just payback. <laughs> I've stolen like thousands of dollars worth <laughs> oh of shit from convenience stores. Like, I'm not even kidding. It was mostly like uh, trading cards, but right, still. Right, you told me that, yeah. So, and that happens occasionally. You and feel like it helped balance the, the I scales just, a little? I just look at it as like an asshole tax. <laughs> like, you know, like that's, like, I, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I go to this convenience store almost every day. Well, good for you for kind of just I being s- like, hey, it's just a neighborhood. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they can have an extra $4. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a way to think about it. Yes. So, uh, where were we? Oh, uh, governments spreading lies about <laughs> indigenous populations. Oh, but it doesn't happen anymore, thankfully. So they also enacted... Uh, <laughs> So they also enacted uh, truly unfair laws about who could travel where and do what. Oh, they so they. Which let the, me guess, they used they used this as an excuse to further. Racism. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> hey, any any excuse you can find and somebody's gonna buy is always a good excuse for racism. Uh, so the laws Again, about we've moved on. From we have. <laughs> So laws about who could travel where and do what uh, increased the deepening poverty and largely eliminated the self-reliance of the people. White colonial governments worried that uh, desperation might lead to uprising. <laughs> that never happens either. So they armed and reinforced themselves accordingly. Oh, Jesus. And of course, missionaries used Rinderpest as proof, quote-unquote, yeah. that people should convert. So... Yes, uh, that it's like God's plague or something like that, which is always the, oh, and we saw that play out in HIV and any other number of things, and uh, missionaries are a whole other problematic uh, situation that I, I'm not even going to touch right now because it's... Were surfers a problem? <laughs> Who's that from? <laughs> <laughs> that was from the, uh, the dollop weird. that they did on uh, Ronald Reagan. Like, when he was governor of California, he passed, like, some law against surfers or something like that. And they're like... Of course he did. <laughs> or a law that affected mostly surfers. You know, something like that. Pro- <laughs> I cannot recommend the Reagan episodes of The Dollar. Oh, it's no. hysterical. With Patton Oswalt. Yes. My only complaint is that sometimes it's hard to tell Gareth and Patton Oswalt apart. But it is perfection otherwise. Podcast perfection. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes. It's a problem. <laughs> so, in the end, Rinderpest led to a whole waterfall of bad yeah. environmental effects. Ooh, yeah. This was a great time for scavengers like vultures and jackals, uh-huh. and for any herbivores competing with uh, ungulates for grass. Hmm. For everything else, it was very bad. Pre- predators feasted at first, but then starved as the many, many carcasses rotted. Oh, yeah. Lions, leopards, and hyenas often had to make do with other prey, like people. Ooh. Grasses grew wildly out of control because the animals that were yeah. supposed to eat them were dead, which led to terrible wildfires. The wildfires destroyed chunks of forested areas, turning them into more grassland. The singular mm-hmm. good thing. We eliminated render pests. The okay. last reported case ever was in Kenya in 2001. Oh, wow. They announced in 2011 that it was gone... Uh, it took a while to make sure it was gone in wild ungulate populations. Sure. Yeah. 
Turns out vaccines work. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Was the great African uh, panzootic. I almost said zoonotic. I know, right? Like <laughs> panzootic. Wow. Thank you, Pash. That's yes, that, that feels like great. one of those. Um, it was great, but not. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Like you great in the sense of an inter- interesting story. The great African panzootic, like one of those would have never thought of. And just know? the uh, and just the cumulative effects that something like that can have. Well, that's the you know that's the thing that, like all of life, is so fucking interconnected. You it know? is. Like Th- that's why if I were to be, and I'm not even joking about this, if I were to be religious in any sense, mm-hmm. it would be like. Uh, like I would be, I would believe in the force. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you've talked about that. Something right? like, you know, so, or something like, I'm sure there's, there's something, something like that. that connects all living life, sort or of. Or just uh, all things. Yeah. Um, like, like Yoda said, the tree, the rock. The mm-hmm. rock is not a living thing, but it is interconnected. Yeah, it is. Um, and it affects everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. great video game that kind of deals with this. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if nobody, Zero Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. It's terrifying. It is, frankly, especially because of what if he, what humans are doing to all living things or all things. What we've always done. Yes, but, <laughs> and, but we've and ramped after, up. Yeah, <laughs> massively. You know, in in the uh, well, we decades. we have ramped up, and then we've gotten better in some areas. Like mm. it's just yeah, it's it's always going to be a push and pull though. But, pooh, it's. You know, it's what the nihilist in me is kind of like, that it would just be better for the earth, meaning everything else, all things being equal. And, like, animal for animal, like, tally tallied up, like, there are more other animals than there are humans, right? Probably. So, in a way, yeah. it would be better if we were gone. Probably. For the rest of all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the nihilist in me kind of feels like... Maybe if we weren't here. Like, I want that to happen. I want that to happen after I'm gone. Well, uh, yeah, but, um, I mean, we all want that. That's well, <laughs> yes. but you know what? We are we are being true to that by not reproducing. That is true. If we had kids, that would be a different story, right? But I was gonna say we we're smart enough not to have children, but that's really fucking I insulting to. A lot just of read an kids. article the other day. Uh, America itself is not reproducing. On a level that will like replenish our. Well, they're just like this is the lowest figures of reproduction that we we've, we've seen like in a long time. You know what I hate to say it, but America needs to die. <laughs> no, I don't hate to say it if I'm laughing, but you know, I and I, oh god, no, I just you know, people have babies and I just don't know what to say because I'm I try to pretend to be happy for them, but it's just kind of like really. <laughs> Well, you try to love the child. Well, I will. And, and, and teach it That's things. That's fine. Teach, teach it things. Like, <laughs> teach your children well. <laughs> A parent's hell will slowly go by and all that, which means nothing. Um, yeah, my main reason for not having kids, like, number one, I don't want to deal with the stress. Mm. I just don't. I, I, mean, I, I, could, I mean, I can't imagine... Like having another human being. I can't besides, make it through besides, tax season. Bes- I couldn't make it through someone else's childhood. <laughs> besides you, we depend on each other. We do. Yes. But I, I don't want something else to have to depend on me. Well, um, and and we're we we depend on each other, but we are not dependent. No, on each we are other. not. No, we can still do things on our own. <laughs> we're adult humans. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't want to deal with the stress, and mm-hmm. I don't want to spend the money. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Kids too, are right? expensive as fuck. Yes, they are. You know, I mean, I'd rather do shit for myself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd rather buy a Legit. pound of beef jerky. And the thing is, if the world felt like a really amazing, wondrous place to bring another, yeah, person I'd be like, to, here, maybe, yeah, you should experience this. Maybe we should make somebody that can experience this, right? But I, I, it's that, not, that thought's not never there. crossed my mind. No, <laughs> no, and and. Sh- like, shit like this is like we've never really been there, maybe. Maybe in, like, ancient times or something, but I don't know if, <laughs> again, I wouldn't want to have been alive in ancient times, so I'm not sure there would ever be a period of time you in would which... Have been, you would have been fine in ancient times. Why do you say that? Well, you because you're very crafty. You're very craft-oriented. Aww. Yeah, you would have... I, right. I, I would have been struggling... <laughs> Like, I would have had no choice but to join the army and get my head, head lopped off, like in some... <laughs> oh, man. It's it's just... 
I don't know. It is all very trippy and very weird when I'm in, on my second beer. I'm on, I moved on to my Guinness draft by... by so the now we have trippy and weird tax season Raquel into her second beer. <laughs> hey, that is better than like congested because she was crying so hard That's much Raquel. Because <laughs> that I was take, no fun. I will take the latter, yes. Or the former, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... The... Mm. And it always reminds, like, really one of my favorite drama movies mm-hmm. that you could also consider a straight-up action movie. I think you could put this into either category, is uh, is Blood Diamond was really good. I never saw it. I never really saw it. good. And it, it's, I mean, it, it deals with a specific time in Africa, mm-hmm. but it harkens back. There are many themes in the movie to know Africa has been a fucked up place for a long time. Like, this is just... Thanks Th- to this, everybody this is, trying to interfere. Like, this it, is yeah. just the next cycle of bullshit. And then when this one's over, we'll be fine for a couple, and then there'll be another one. Like, that's the... It's so ironic, considering that, like, Africa's considered the so-called cradle of life. Like, it is. Life gen- like, human there's, life generated from Yes, Africa. there's very good evidence of... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it just kind of shows that uh, humans are fucked up, and we're constantly working out our problems on previous generations and iterations and i'm not making any sense but uh no i never saw you know i never saw blood diamond i never saw amistad both which i never saw amistad. Hinsu. they do um uh i think i was just a little young gladiator the... also stars diamond Hins- diamond Hinsu. really mm-hmm. okay i only watched a little bit of you it did. it was kind yeah, of corny he, yeah we didn't make it to the part okay. where he showed up <laughs> <laughs> But I would have not have ever heard, known or heard of the great African panzootic, panzootic, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, not panzootic, panzootic. Yes. Um, is it Z O O T I C? T-I-C. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it weren't for this, like, yeah, I... what? But that that stuff happens. Like, I the only well, thing fucking, I would. Well, I mean, it's fucking happening now. I mean, California catches on fire now every year. And it's like... Oh, I see what you're saying. And it's like, mm-hmm. at some point, like, all that vegetation right. and all that forestry, that, at mm-hmm. some point, that's going to have an effect, now, a negative from, effect. That is from different causes. It is. Like, you know what? I, I actually haven't done a ton of research to know, but, like, climate change, to my understanding, was really, like, set off or started the wheels in motion, in motion by the industrial revolution is that correct yes that's what caused it to okay to start and then we just got worse and worse it's an it's a natural thing on its own global warming is but it's so spread out over time what we've done is shrink the time span right and change the carbon emissions and all that right that's essentially that's essentially the basis of yes so so yeah what, what is going on is something that would happen eventually but it wouldn't happen. This, this not kind on of the stuff. Scale and not, a- not on the scale, but these these changes would happen over tens of thousands of years. We've shrunken it down to hundreds of years. And that's going to have an, uh, unintended consequences yes. that we won't be able to. We, we, we just deal don't with. know. Well, we don't know. We, well, we, we might be able to. Oof. I mean, it will be. At, at some point, it will be humanity's like, okay, this is no bullshit. We need to do this. We I need thought to, we, need we to were face already this. there. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, like, for thinking people that we are already there. Thinking people, but they aren't, thinking people aren't in power. Yeah. Like, they're just not. Mm. But it just goes to show, it is, like, the butterfly effect is such a, like, glib way of saying it. But, you know, like, just how the ecosystem is interconnected. And this certainly shows that. It's a balance. The force. I mean, it really is. If you don't have... uh, uh, cows and mules and wildebeest eating grass. Mm-hmm. Grass grows and it catches mm-hmm. on fire. It's, it's just mm-hmm. little things like that. The yeah, smallest little effect. things. One mm-hmm. thing affects another. Wow. I mean, that's what our ecosystem is. It's just a it's a balancing act. I almost bought the sixth extinction tonight. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Mm. Is that about us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. You should sound more excited to read it then. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're just blabbering at this point. No, not at all. Yeah. It, it is. It is uh, up to you to sign us off. Mm-hmm. 
so that was the story of the... To, gr- could you please oh, pl- yes. play, play us out? <laughs> I don't even know what that was. All right. <laughs> I was pretending to play a violin. It was just a stupid bit. It did even better. I'm moving on. I'll wait for you to stop. Yeah, go ahead. You're crying laughing. I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> that was the story of the great African panzootic. I'm Rachel. I'm David. And this. No, that was. Oh, you messed it up. <laughs> you were doing the beginning. <laughs> Let's try it again. That was the story of the great African panzootic. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week. <laughs>